Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I celebrate the uniqueness of everyone in my life. I love, honor, and respect difference. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today we're doing a topic which we have to admit actually was inspired by Eurovision. <laughs> and for those of you who saw, um, couldn't help but miss the, you know, couldn't help but see the, the winner of Eurovision 2014, the Conchita Worst, the bearded lady, um, who sparked such an interesting debate globally, um, purely based on the way that she looks. Not really on anything else, is it, Jane? It's just on what she chose to wear that day as far as I'm concerned, and also, you know, who she is presenting as uh, fearlessly, boldly, unapologetically, uh, which is as a transvestite, we think. I don't think she's had the surgery. We can't tell, which is... Yeah, I did do a bit of research on this because, and a little bit like Lady Gaga, the question mark seems to be there of we don't know. And the reality is it's none of our business. It's none of our business. And why should we care? However, what I celebrated, and I was so excited by this, is that here is somebody in a minority group who has got the courage to stand up living her authentic life and saying, this is who I am. I am beautiful inside and out. Love, honour and respect me. And I just love that this gives the this gives the platform and the privilege to each of us who are all in a minority group of some shape or form to take courage from her boldness to step up and live our life authentically. So we're actually canvassing a few points today, uh, you know, as we've said, sort of inspired by Conchita Worst. We're looking at minority groups being accepted and why that's so important. And as Jane says, it's because everybody is a minority. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We want to touch. We've touched on this, I think, once before in Love Life. It's on the lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender community because everyone, let's face it, everyone listening knows someone who is or is or you are or, you know, your kids are and they haven't come out of the closet and, you know, or it's going to affect everybody and we need to have a really modern, up-to-date talk about sexual differences, grey areas. And then, of course, what it all boils down to is where we are threatened, where it pushes our buttons, where we're not loving ourselves enough and where we are not embracing oneness as a global community and as a as a local familial domestic community. Beautiful. Jane. Beautiful. So where do you want to begin? Let's talk just quickly about Conchita Worst because, you know, if you followed the media, you know, Russia's gone crazy. <laughs> Don't ask me why Russia. It's pressed a lot of buttons in Russia Russia's... with the Russian politicians. Well, there's a lot of activism going on in Russia. Um, now, what have they done with... Well, they're having a, a real They've kind of made it a legal... For people to be gay, I believe. And they've made and it so legal there's... for foreign couples who are gay to adopt any Russian children. They're, you know, there's a real kind of like witch hunt going on in yeah, Russia there at is. the moment for anyone mm, who's... You think this was 1940. Sexuality is threatening the, the norm. Yeah, it's quite interesting. So anyway, so Russia's just gone crazy over the fact that a trans something, gender transvestite has... has we'll use the term transgender. All right. Has, has won Eurovision. Because I believe that she... She identifies as a woman, 
um, however, has lived a lot of her life as a man and as a woman. And may not have had the surgery because if she's got the beard, she's not taking She would be drugs. taking hormone block, well, hormone blockers. But she seems to have breasts, so I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> and a high voice. Yes, yes. Well, at some point maybe she has taken something to that effect. Estrogen to produce breasts. Yeah. yeah. But it hasn't stopped the ability to grow a beard, which the hormone blockers would stop that. So maybe she's taking estrogen and not blockers. I'm not sure. I'm not an endocrinologist. However, having said that, um, I am unsure. And I did do some, some Googling, but obviously not enough because I couldn't find how she wishes to be addressed. Um, Although so she seems to have self-named herself the bearded lady. Which this is, was her alter ego that she created. And this is like when, for example, um, black people took the word nigger and reclaimed it as their own. Or yes. um, what's another example that I can't? Well, think gays of. will call themselves poofs to each other, but they but somebody who is not gay doesn't have the right to do that. Where we take derogatory terms and we actually own them. So she's taken this old kind of freak show queer circus lady type, yes. you know, eccentric type word, and she's she's oh she's wearing it proudly the way she's wearing a beard proudly with an evening dress proudly and a really good looking woman but also a very handsome man yeah and i was saying to jane we're watching some video and stuff of her isn't it fascinating and for those of you that have seen the um video doing the rounds at the moment which i encourage you all to google and have a look for of russell brand talking about spirituality it's basically snippets and sound bites of every interview that dude's given in like the last two years or something where he just talks about the cosmos and his his beautiful spiritual philosophy i mean god we we'd love to interview him for our show i mean he's just right up there <laughs> in the same high back and isn't it isn't it cool and amazing and funny that these kind of as i said to jane earlier it's almost like these yeah top thought changing gurus or messiahs who are coming through at the moment russell brand who looks uncannily like conchita worst and they both look uncannily like jesus christ <laughs> amazing isn't it's it kind of funny yeah it is it is oh sure there's no coincidence no jane do you want to just talk about transgender transsexualism whatever sure. just uh, just to start with because because jane actually has some sort of a background in understanding yes a bit about what that's about yes look originally i spent a lot of time with people that were gay lesbian bisexual transgender i also had the privilege of working on a, a television series called get up tucked which is what drag queens do to hide the package when they're wanting to present as a woman. So a drag queen is traditionally a male who lives and identifies completely as a male, however, for theatrical or entertainment or amusement purposes, will dress as a very exotic, over-the-top over female. And they often end up um, very much in the entertainment world. So a drag queen is not a transvestite? No. Um, no. Now, th there are shades of grey here. A transvestite will be somebody who will well, – actually, no, you know what? They're actually – no, drag queen and transvestite are probably very similar, mm -hmm. very similar. A cross-dresser is somebody who identifies as a – usually as a male, but will dress usually in secret – as a female mm -hmm. with the hope of actually passing themselves off as a female. Okay. All right. Every now and then. Every now and again. Every now and again. In public, yes. In obviously. public. Now, and transgender. My, my friend who owns a lingerie store gets to meet lots of them. <laughs> ah, 
yes. They come in and try things on. <laughs> uh, transgender is usually somebody who was born biologically in one gender, mm-hmm. in the body of one gender, identifies as the opposite gender. Now, when I was explaining um, this to my children when they were very young, because I have lots of friends that are transgender, um, and I explained it very simply that said that somebody might have been born in a boy's body, that they have the heart of a girl. And that was a very simple, beautiful way to explain it. Can I ask what transsexual is? I think it's the same word for transgender. It's the old word for transgender. Old, old word, yes. Now, transgender, you then have two. You have preoperative and postoperative. So you can have a fully matured adult that is identifying and living as the opposite of their genitalia, um, and they will live full-time their life like that, but they choose to never have surgery. Yeah. So they would be preoperative transgender. Now, somebody who has chosen to have gender reassignment surgery is postoperative transgender. And then these beautiful people often fall into two camps where there will be one who will be very um, – private about this because it has been a huge burden their entire life to be trying to live authentically. So once they have their surgery, they often feel that as symbolic of that is it, I am now it's the death a of the woman, old or I am now a male. And, yes. And they that other person that they used to be, they actually sort of kiss goodbye and that's it, gone they're gone. Forever. They're yep. gone. And so they will never refer to their story at all. They live life as a woman and they'll actually become very upset if you do um, at, at any point question. Now, some then there are others, which is like the bearded lady, although, of course, as we say, we don't know and it's none of our business whether she is uh, identifying um, fully as a woman, identifying part as woman and man, whether she's trans, uh, transgender uh, or um, cross-dresser or uh, uh, drag queen, you know, there's all these different labels, and they, they wherever there is a label, there there needs to be another label because there's going to be half and half, right? So this beautiful, amazing woman is one who has chosen to educate people on transgender, and that is what I'm so excited about because it gives us the opportunity to really learn, to ask the questions. You know, fear comes from ignorance so mm. often. So when we realize that these are people that have had incredible struggles, you know, they haven't just woken up one day and thought that they'd be controversial and I'm now going to live my life like oh, this. Oh, would you? Not attention-seeking. The amount of bullying and some of the horror stories that these people have to tell about their childhoods, you know, the things that were done to them even by members of their own family who were so threatened by what they were. No one would wake up as a, like a two-year-old and, and you know, because some of these children can exhibit so early they know that, that they feel that they're the opposite gender from a really young age. No one's going to go and put themselves out in the way of that just pretension. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Exactly. I used to always say, are you born gay or, or turn gay? And it's like, well, yes, there could be certain situations where people would turn gay, but the majority of people are born gay. Why would you choose it when you know yeah. that you're going up against so much prejudice? And so this is what I'm excited about is that this is another form of prejudice. as you touched on, mm. racism and, and uh, so many other minority groups that have been uh, bullied and ridiculed and shamed. And it's time to see the glory within each person. That's what I love. And how do we do that? We have the conversations. Oh, yeah. And this is why I laugh at Russia. Sorry if we have beautiful Russian listeners, but I laugh at the Russian politicians that have been quoted 
um, in the media at their ignorance. However, I'm excited that this is headlining because what does it do? It gets people talking about it. We're talking about it on a podcast. We're using our valuable, precious 30 minutes to talk about it because once again, we've got minority groups that are not being honored and loved and respected and cherished. And now they're starting to. So yay. And if you're sitting there right now thinking, well, why does that matter to me? Why that doesn't really apply to me? I don't really know any minority. I've never met a transgender in my life. Da, 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 da. Well, you probably have, but not known. Yeah, but that's it's right. actually very common. Well, way more common than people realise. That's you know, right. Like the hospital stats are for babies with like this I don't have the stats on hand, but I've heard that it's very common for babies to often be born in with is it androgynous both or both, gen- sets both, of genitals, both sets of genitals and the doctors come in to perform a quick surgery really early they do now the trend for more natural parenting is to enable the child to continue naturally mm. and see who they identify and, how they identify and then they'll do the corrective later when they just if they choose the to if they choose to yeah you know like i had a, a i was coaching a client um last night who um she is considering gender reassignment and she's a full-blown adult in her late 30s um it's not something that everybody feels is necessary but for some people they can't wait to have the surgery yeah and it's exciting but you know if, if you wonder about children if you've got a little five-year-old and they're wanting to cut their penis off because they can't stand it that's a pre- pretty clear indication that that child is not identifying with the gender that they were born with and this isn't some kind of weird psychological stuff that's been put on them from dysfunctional parents yeah it's not a freud issue no um sometimes they used to call uh trans anything the the third gender which i sort of it's very archaic sort of quaint old term i think from a spiritual point of view though what i find fascinating about trans anything um is here we are doing all these podcasts and there's all these conversations out there in the world at the moment um about the divine masculine and the divine feminine. I'm an alpha female. I haven't got enough beta or, you know, I'm really, really got lots of Mars energy and I need to sort of embrace more of my Venus and be more receptive like the female chalice and I need to surrender more and flow more like a woman or I need to try and find my balance or, you know, there's all this talk as well about the inner Adam and the inner Eve and finding out who your male archetype is and meeting him and all this kind of stuff. The thing I love about the trans is that they have that beautiful male and female, yin and yang, black and white, all embodied in the one package. It has total oneness, the sun and the moon. It's all there together in a way that the rest of us are only kind of living half a life, I think, because we're always chasing our tails trying to find the other or trying to rebalance the other. And these people actually encapsulate both the divine masculine and feminine in one energy. And that's something which in certain ancient cultures and certain ancient cults was actually revered and worshipped. Nice. Very <laughs> nice, Beck. I love it. Well, I think that we've just recently had a law passed in Australia that you don't actually have to tick a box for male or female on our passports any longer. Well, that's evolved. Um, Russia hasn't got th- th- that box. No, this has only come through, <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking in the last six months, this is new, very new, and it was something that transgender uh, community fought very hard for mm. um, because, you know, the, the, the ch- challenges that they have in, you know, a gender box on birth certificate dictates for the rest of your life. For sure. You can't get a passport, you can't open a bank account, you can't get a Medicare card. But it goes back you to know, this it's whole just... needing to box and label. Exactly. Why do we need well, to? Actually, it's interesting that there's a, a country in Europe, and, oh, is it Sweden, is it Switzerland? I don't know. However, a country in Europe, very forward progressive thinking, have apparently seven boxes for gender. Seven. Did we but cover are all we that? talking about gender 
Are we talking about sexual We're not orientation? We're talking about gender at all. Are we talking about you know, it like it's it's Are fascinating. Is it anybody's hearts? is it anybody's business who you actually perform a sexual act with? Now, I actually did an interesting thing on um on up uh what was it called um Get Up Tucked, the TV show I've referenced earlier. Now, I had this gorgeous role. I was so privileged and loved doing this show, um, which I had I can't remember what it was called Jane's Talk or something. I had a spot where I interviewed two drag queens, a gay guy and a post-operative transgender uh, who's amazing. And, and, you know, these are three very outspoken, honest, brave souls who share their story. And basically what I did was played the role of a middle-aged mother from the suburbs who, what questions do I want to know? And so I would ask the questions that everybody was secretly wanting to know, but nobody had either the opportunity to ask or the courage to ask. Great. So it was it, this show was bizarre. We only shot... What did we do? 15 episodes, I think. And it was played on um, the community television stations because it was too hot for any of the others to touch. The first one was played and it went national within a week and then it was replayed three or four times every week and that show was on repeat for several years. It had a cult following. had a massive underground cult following. I turned up at the Mars Bar, which is in Adelaide. It's our iconic gay nightclub. We don't have many, but it's kind of one that, that is fabulous fun on a Friday and Saturday night. And a couple of the um, drag queens that were on the TV show with me actually do perform a show there. And I turned up and had no idea because, you know, you record these shows. It's like a podcast, beautiful, beautiful Love Life listeners. It's quite bizarre that Becky and I sit down, two gorgeous friends, what are we going to talk about? Let's workshop and talk through what we'd like to talk about today. And then somehow via the amazing internet and incredible technology that we have today it gets spread and then the next thing we know is that we're getting the most amazing beautiful heartfelt emails it's bizarre so the same thing happened with this tv show was that we shot the whole series over a weekend and it was fun and we giggled and had a lot of fun and then that's it you go about your life and then suddenly six months later i go to this nightclub and i was revered i walked in and it was like royalty had stepped into this room. I was, I was shocked. I had no idea this had gone down. But this show had such a cult following that I had beautiful drag queens running tears of mascara all down their face. They would never risk ruining their makeup, but they did, saying things like, we are so grateful that you are opening the conversations that we have in our lounge rooms and we want to have with the general public that we can't have. Yeah. And so I remember one of the conversations I had with um, these people was, you know, should you come out? If you're a gay person, should you come out? And my original thought was absolutely yes. Well, I was shut down by Fifi, who's a very iconic uh, drag queen here in Adelaide, who said, who is also gay, and he said, okay, she, when Fifi uh, dressed in, here's a tip, how do you address the gender? If they're dressed in female clothing, they are a she. If they are dressed in male clothing, they are a he. That is how you know what is politically correct for addressing. So he's so, a man who is gay who, who dresses, who as, dresses a drag queen. as a drag queen, who actually is an amazing entertainer, singer, dancer, actor, an incredible performer. Mm -hmm. um, so he, as a man, um, said to me, "It's nobody's business who I have sex with. I never came out." And I said, "I oh, don't be silly. I've always known you're gay." 
And uh, and he said, yes, but I never came out. You just made that assumption. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I loved that too. It was the best telling off I got on television, but it was so true. It's so true. It yeah. is none of my business. The, but I did go on to say, though, that, you know, we want to support each other in our minority stories and living life authentically. Part of that is coming back to the shared vulnerability. I would like, I like to have rich, deep connections and relationships with people. Therefore, a part of that is sharing the authenticity of who you are. So for me, the sharing of somebody sharing that they are gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender, while it is completely none of my business, if somebody chooses to share that with me, it's a richening, deepening of the relationship between us because we are now sharing of vulnerabilities. And it's also my opportunity to support and love and honour and respect that within another. And if they are struggling with bullying, with harassment, with people that are um, eliciting buttons being pressed in them, I'm there to able able to offer support and love and compassion and kindness. And, I mean, let's look at the reasons why it's so important that we embrace people who are very different and threatening to ourselves. You know, why is that an important life skill? Why is it something that we need to work on and do? Well, I mean, of course, it always goes back to the old self-love thing, doesn't it? It's, you know, and it's, it's, I'm thinking of it in the reverse way. Like, you know how people make themselves feel better or try and project or position themselves in others' eyes. And a Facebook page is, is the perfect example, like the way people will crop their photos, ta- edit their entries, tailor their info, their bio. You know, we, we buy certain cars and houses and clothing. We get our hair cut and nails done to, to present a certain way. We associate with certain types of people if we want to be seen in a certain time of social, type of social you know, arena. And, you know, we're going to be a doctor or a lawyer if, if, if we think that that, you know, creates an impression to others or or those sorts of things and so the reverse side of that is where then we stick our arm out and we push as far away from possible as possible from us things that we don't wish to be associated with whether it's punk rock bands or whether it's um people with nose piercings or whether it's um weird religions or whether it's you know whatever you know spirituality tarot readings whatever it is and then we say very clearly and you know we shrivel up our nose we make loud judgmental state statements in public you know or we leave posts on our facebook feed with with things that are other than us and there's this constant um boundary making and rejection of that which we do not wish to associate with our, ourselves with. So, and of course, now, transgenders, lesbians, gays, queers, anyone who falls under any grey area, a sort of gender boundary, where these are the souls, and I'm, I'm sure I said this before when Jane and I talked a bit about this in the previous episode, these are the souls who put up their hands to come down for very difficult lives because usually souls who are, who are like this they can't really hide it. You know, if you're particularly a girly gay, if you're – if you want to be the lesbian diet type of a, you know, personality, if that's just what floats your boat, you know, if you are a boy born in a girl's body or whatever it is, um, you're going to have a pretty hard time just slipping on by in society and flying under the radar with that because people have an antenna for, for difference or what we call weirdness or something that doesn't fit into the box. We just know. We can sniff it out. And it's, it's, it's tribal. It's like a primal pack thing, and it's immediate instinct that someone doesn't fit in or someone's threatening us or someone is not the status quo. And so the, the people who are born living these lives as souls have put up their hands for tremendous lessons of self-acceptance because if you – most of us can't fathom what it must be like 
it's probably the same if you're like the only black or Asian kid in an all-white school in a white community. If you have to get up every morning and go, just go to the chemist or go to the shops or get on the bus or do what you do, hop down to the bank, and people are staring, people are whispering, people are pointing, women are pulling their children away, taxi drivers won't open the door to you. How difficult is it just to get by? On, on a daily morning of errands. And these people have faced decades of that kind of persecution for what they present as, as their true selves. And if Which you are being, just massive, if you're being punished for being the essence of who you truly are, that is one of the deepest soul gifts of, of self-acceptance that you can ever come to learn. Which is why I'm so excited by the bearded lady. <laughs> that is why I'm excited. But, you know, what I want to encourage people here is that if there are particular people in society that you do have a bit of fear that you don't want to approach, please don't beat yourself up and say you're not a gorgeous spiritual person. This is normal. It's completely normal. Until we have the opportunity to be exposed to that that we fear, we cannot learn to love and accept and, and, and tread effortlessly through life. So this is completely normal. What I encourage you do, to do, though, is speak to them. If you're scared of homeless people, just stop and have a chat. If you're scared of a drug addict, just stop and have a chat. If you're scared of a drag queen, just stop and have a chat. And you will find that these people are just like you. They are just people that want to be seen the same as anybody else. And, in fact, the lessons, that the conversations that I have had with people that are often rejected, by others to have a conversation with are the best ones I've they had in have life. They have so much wisdom because oh, they are true God. battlers, survivors, old warriors, souls. old souls. They have got. By the way, they usually have brown eyes. Oh, really? Apparently. Yeah, I know. Are you discriminating? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? I don't know. I heard that. And ever since then, I've observed that many of the people that I've spoken to that have incredibly huge differences have brown eyes, so I don't know what's going oh, on there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that, but anyway, <laughs> we love you. If you have blue or green eyes too, um, I've lost my whole train of thought. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I got silly, didn't I? I got silly. <laughs> look, it, it is this face your fear and do it anyway. Yeah. But you do need to just gently just start by smiling. Just look them in the eye as you're walking down the street instead of crossing to the other road, other side of the footpath. And, and avoiding them, stay on path as you see them come towards you, lock eyes, smile, or just say good morning, and keep going. Don't break stride, just keep going. And gather your evidence that nothing scary happened, that you will normally find that the greeting that you get in return is so heartfelt, it's so beautiful, that it is your gift for the rest of your day to spread those angel wings and just feel great. What do you want to say about the word tolerance, Jane? I don't like tolerance. No. I find that tolerance is a ticking time bomb. You can't tolerate anything. You have to accept or reject one or the other. Mm. Now, preferably acceptance is a much easier and happier path to go down. But if it's not, then you need to have firm boundaries in place with clear conscious awareness of why it is that you choose to reject and then stand by your word. Tolerance is something that some people will say, oh, I'm very tolerant as though it's like put the crown on your head and aren't you fabulous? <laughs> and I think, really? Tolerance? Tolerance is narcissism. Tolerance is believing that you're better than. It's condescending. Tolerance, absolutely. Patronising. It is. It is. You know, I tolerate that behaviour. Or, or tolerate well, those types of people. Well, little or, Jimmy, you can be gay if you must and I will tolerate it. You know, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not very loving, yeah, is it? exactly. If there's nothing accepting in it. And what happens is that you can only sustain it for a certain period of time. It is impossible to, to tolerate, to sustain tolerance for the rest of your life. 
So the best thing is to move from fear. You can move into tolerance, but only temporarily to move into acceptance. But I'm telling you that these people are amazing. They have, they have made my life so much richer. These people, look at that. That's, that's <laughs> dreadful English. <laughs> Grab the opportunity when you meet people that are different to you to widen your world. And as you do this one person at a time, you get to walk your world with your shoulders back, with your chin high, leading with your smile, leading with your open heart, knowing that there is nothing to fear because beautiful people are everywhere with interesting stories, wisdom, guidance to share with you. Grab it. It's there and it's free. And I just want to remind everyone that, you know, a really humbling way to look at the world, to look at humanity is just to really view every single person on this earth as an aspect of you. They're all just beautiful, glimmering, shimmering fragments of all different shards of a rainbow. And they're, it's like, it's like a prism or a diamond with all these different cut edges. And every single one of them creates a whole and creates oneness. We're all the God body. We're all the collective consciousness. We're all made of the same stardust. And all of these other people are living different experiences of your soul. So, you know, again, who are we to reject or, or cut out or torture certain parts of ourselves? You know, the homeless man, the, the smelly, dirty beggar or the person who lives an outrageous lifestyle or the person that's a really, really, really annoying evangelical born-again Christian. Like they're all parts of us who are striving to understand and further our journeys and to find and grow our souls through all different types of experiences. So acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. I celebrate the uniqueness of everyone in my life. I love, honour and respect difference. Let that be your beautiful affirmation for this week. And until next week, please love and honour yourselves and your communities around you. I'm Rebecca Detman. I'm Jane Donovan. Have a divine week. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.